Hey, everybody. This is Patrick, the Chief Monkey and founder of Wall Street Oasis. Just wanted to first off say thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Second, wanted to make sure for any of you in the market for financial modeling training, remind you that Wall Street Oasis does have some incredible financial modeling training courses, including Excel modeling, financial statement through, you know, linking up the three statements, DCF, valuation, M&A, LBO, um, even more niche courses like 13-week cash flow, venture capital course, real estate modeling, you name it. Go ahead and check them out at wallstreetoasis.com slash courses. Thanks for the support. Hello and welcome. I'm Patrick Curtis, your host and chief monkey, and this is the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Join me as I talk to some of the community's most successful and inspirational members to gain valuable insight into different career paths and life in general. Let's get to it. Member WSO Mentor 1022 reveals how even with a low GPA from a non-target school, he ended up at an investment bank just a few years after graduating, how he successfully interviewed for a crucial internship while having the flu, the most important reason he was able to land multiple offers, and how much he's getting paid now. Enjoy. WSO Mentor 1022, thanks so much for joining the Wall Street Oasis podcast. Yeah, hey, uh, good to talk to you, Patrick. It'd be great to just give uh, the listeners a quick summary of your background. Yeah, um, you know, brief summary. I went to a non-target for undergrad. I had an okay GPA, some would call low, definitely low for banking, um, probably around a, a 3.0 to a 3.2. I can't exactly remember. It's been a little bit. Um, it's been about a year and a half in kind of a corporate strategy slash business development role, uh, focused a lot on financial valuation. And I use that as kind of a platform to uh, break into investment banking, which I, I did after about a year and a half there. Great. And uh, when you were in undergrad, when did you kind of know that you wanted to break into banking? Was it something you knew freshman year, you didn't realize till junior year? And then like, when did you realize this is going to be really tough from a non-target? Yeah, it was definitely later in the process for me that I realized I wanted to go into banking. So the first interest I actually had in finance, um, I kind of got through Wall Street Oasis, ironically. Um, ended up kind of working with them a little bit um, in their internship program. And then I kind of found more about banking and, and said, this is something I'm interested in pursuing. Um, junior summer, I had kind of a strategy slash consulting internship at a pretty Right. Um, unknown firm, but um, definitely late to the game. I realized I wanted to get into banking. So like junior, senior year kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. About then. And, and so when did you, when did, when did you pivot to like looking outside of banking when you realized like you weren't getting enough interviews or did you land some interviews? Can you talk about that process like on campus or what you did to, to land any interviews if you did get any? Yeah, so unfortunately, my school doesn't have that many people in banking. Um, definitely what I would call a complete non-target. Um, and I just wasn't getting interviews directly out of undergrad, like at all. Um, so I knew I had to pivot into something that would be somewhat applicable. So if I ever got the chance, I could maybe lateral over. Great. And so how did you think about that? And how did you um, look at those opportunities in terms of, was it something that was on campus? Or did you have to go make your own opportunities? Um, I actually got 
contacted by a recruiter for this role. Ironically, she thought I still lived in the city that I interned in. Um, uh-huh. So I guess worked out really easily. But the way I kind of went about other jobs is just applying through LinkedIn, applying through company websites and finding opportunities that way. How was your, uh, your hit rate on those? Um, I don't know if I have like a, an approximation for you. I definitely spent, you know, an entire semester before I graduated just spamming resumes as much as I could and trying to get um, footing on any job opportunity that I could find that was remotely applicable. Do you feel like when you did start landing interviews or how, how many interviews did you land, I guess, in your, were you looking for, is this during the internships? Let's, let's start junior year, kind of when you're potentially looking for internships after the summer, were you, is that when you kind of started the aggressive, you know, as you call it, (laughs) job spamming or, you know, resume spamming out or was it earlier? Um, I would probably say for finding an internship in the summer, it was, um, you know, I didn't really realize the importance of junior summer internships until probably October, mm-hmm. uh, maybe November. So that's pretty late for banking. I realized that that wasn't necessarily the, the only thing I could do. And I wanted to explore other things as well. Um, just ended up applying on LinkedIn to a consulting slash strategy role like I talked about and, and got an interview. It was actually the worst interview I, I did in the final round. I had the flu that day. Oh, um, rough. And I thought I horribly and somehow i ended up getting lucky i guess but that was kind of the approach there i kind of want to unpack that a little bit that you think you you had the flu you ended up getting the job do you feel like it was just that maybe it wasn't that specific job wasn't as competitive or do you feel like maybe the other ones where you performed better were just more competitive like what were those other jobs you you had interviews at were they um you know similar kind of consulting strategy firms uh, one was actually in asset management. Mm-hmm. Um, I got an offer there and turned it down in favor of the consulting slash strategy. And the other was at, um, I won't say the specific firm, but it was for kind of the fi- financial advisory yep. Uh, program. Yep. Um, wasn't, that, wasn't too interested in that at the time, but um, I would say it was pretty competitive. You know, I had about 10 other um, summer interns with me and they all went to pretty good schools such as Babson, Boston College, um, Indiana, pretty, pretty good business school there as well. And other, other kind of bigger name schools than mine, I guess. And you literally got that interview just through like a LinkedIn submission or you found it through there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then, and then you landed it. And so how many people do you think went through that process and how many, how many interns landed this. Well, it's actually really funny. I, I talked to the, there was a, a younger girl who did the recruiting and I talked to her after and said, wow, I thought, you know, I did horribly on this. And she said that they interviewed about a hundred people for the final, um, just over the course of different days. And then they ended up extending 12 offers. That's um, insane. So you're just a really good, you're just a really good interviewer then you connect with people. <laughs> I guess I, I <laughs> was not feeling well that day. I was sweating the entire time. It looked from my perspective, it looked terrible, but, um, I guess they just saw something in me that day. I don't know. I can't explain it. So how do you prepare? Is this something where you, did you prepare for that interview? Or if you didn't, is it something where you just come off as more, more relaxed? Do you think those than the average candidate? Are you, I just love to unpack that a little bit because for some people, interviews are extremely scary. Other people, they feel like they're really good, but they keep striking out. Other people know that they're bad. So I'd like to just unpack that a little bit because the fact that you had two offers with relatively low GPA from a non-target at a relatively competitive internship kind of intrigues me. 
Um, so I, I'd like to know, do you feel like you're just naturally more calm? Do you, do you just connect with people well, or is it something where you just felt like you got lucky? Yeah, I'm definitely a, a, a lot of people have described me as a people's person and I always feel really calm meeting new people. Even, you know, an interview setting can be stressful, but if you think about it in the way that it's stressful, you're not going to perform as well, in my opinion. I mm -hmm. think you just have to view it as meeting people and, and trying to speak intelligently and being genuine to yourself and who you are and what you know and what you don't know. Um, specifically for the consulting slash strategy one, I actually prepared using uh, the Wall Street Oasis I think it's the consulting course, the consulting mm -hmm. prep course. And that really helped me that day because there was a case. Um, uh, but other than that, just coming off genuine is, is something I, I think I'm pretty good at. And I've been told I'm a, I'm a good talk, good speaker as well. So Interesting. Yeah. So you had a little bit of the, you did do some prep. You did put in some work. So you were prepped for the case you did. You kind of checked that box. But to me, I feel like the real takeaway here is just calm down. <laughs> You know, like if you yeah, can, if you can calm yourself and be just, you know, connect with them on a personal level, I think so many people miss that boat um, and just come I across as most. People also miss being, being present in the moment and they kind of think of, you know, maybe a super day or maybe a final round as, oh, I have to get this. Otherwise I'm just done for the summer and nothing's going to work out forever. Um, right. I, you know, I think that being being kind of present in the moment is, is a, a big key to interviewing and just being calm when you're there. It's not life or death. <laughs> yeah, being in the moment, not having the fatalistic attitude of that this is so important for my career and I must land this internship. It's more of like, well, I'm just getting to know these people and let's see what happens. Maybe it's not the right place for me. And almost like you're interviewing them uh, at the same time, right? Where you, you have at least having that perspective, I think for me helped, whereas it was even though if I didn't have the leverage, I would almost pretend like I had the leverage, right? Um, in terms of <laughs> interviewing. So that's great. So, okay. So you, that's really, I think, insightful for the listeners. So you got, you ended up getting that offer. You turned down another offer that you had. So you not only landed one at a relatively late kind of cycle, but you landed two potential offers. You took this consulting job because you felt like maybe it was more relevant, more interesting work. And then, um, yeah, tell me a little bit about that and then kind of how you came into senior year. Yeah, it was a really fun program. I think I didn't really want to focus on it long term. And I definitely knew I wanted to go into something more transaction focused. So something more like banking. Mm -hmm. uh, they gave us all rankings for the internship program. I actually ranked second uh, in the class out of 12 and I got a return offer. So that was exciting. Um, wow. I knew I could kind of leverage that return offer to other things and, and see what else was out there for me. Um like I said, I ended up getting contacted by a recruiter for the role that I took out of undergrad, um, told them I had a return offer and this is what I was wanting to do. Um, got another interesting job opportunity in a, in a city I didn't really like um, mm -hmm. in asset management. So I turned that down in favor of the role that I took. Got it. And then in terms of like how well you did at the internship, what do you think? Was there any, any piece of advice you could have for... Um, for people that are kind of starting their internship, what made, what do you, why do you think you stood out? Why do you think you were ranked number two out of 12? Uh, I, I wish I had a better answer for you other than I think I do a really good job of just connecting with people and delivering quality work as opposed to kind of a quantity. So a big part of this was for the first month, they kind of, we're just going through kind of basic training, I guess you would call it mm -hmm. and doing a lot of presentations to senior management at the firm, just so, if they wanted to stick us in front of clients, they knew who could do it and who couldn't. Yeah. Um, 
And, and I think just kind of having that confidence to walk in a room and be able to present something to, to anybody, whether, you know, it's the CEO of a Fortune 500 or if it's just your direct manager, I think you kind of have to have the same mindset going into each presentation. Um, where, do you, where do you think that confidence comes from? Like, did, did you just grow up with that? Do you feel like there's a reason you're like that? Uh, I, I think I just don't view everything as, you know, if, if this doesn't work out this way, it's not, you know, if something doesn't work out, then it's not meant to be, I guess, is my attitude towards it. And mm-hmm. I just go into every situation knowing that if I'm genuine to myself and I speak about what I know, and if someone asks me a question I don't, I can always look it up later or okay. I can always figure it out enough. after for them instead of that. You know, some people panic under pressure and I just, I don't think I ever have. Fair enough. So you, you had the, the return offer, you started kind of you knew you had that was that exploding did you how much time did you have to shop that offer was it something where like you had to scramble fast yeah i had approximately three months so i had time oh you had a lot of time um that was a bad move on their part (laughs) 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 no but okay so you had some time so you started kind of talking to other people to other companies and you had this one other offer wasn't excited about the city but you found this other your current i guess your current role um, and yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. And kind of, you said you were looking for more transaction type focus. Was that still with the thought that you wanted to get to investment banking eventually? Yeah, it was. Okay. And so tell me a little bit about kind of your job, your day to day, day in the life kind of of what you're doing at your current role. Um, current role being which one, the one I left or the, sorry, the one uh, you, sorry, uh, the, not the one you're not the one you just left the, the one prior to that. Okay. Um, so your transition to your first full, your first full time, your first full time role out of school, that one. Yeah. So, so I think the first three months of, of any, you know, job that you step into at undergrad can be a little bit, um, just learning and it can be a little daunting, but after that, you know, short period, I, I was doing a lot of investment analysis and a lot of presentation to our internal management team about doing, say acquisitions or kind of um i guess you would call it um growth projects in, in strategic territories um just making capital investments into very small companies or into um existing companies that we thought would better um get our brand to the next level i guess you would say so you're in corp dev basically for a for a medium-sized yeah, company without uh yeah. giving out no, no, that's fine. But basically, it's a corp dev role where you're looking at like strategics, you're looking at you're you're doing kind of an M&A function, but also a little bit on the strategy side, looking at new markets and stuff like that. Right. At a, at a very small scale in a very um, specific, very industry niche industry. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah, we, which we will not share because <laughs> it'll be too obvious. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And then, OK, so you're doing that, that how long were you there? And kind of tell me about the transition of when you felt like, OK, now is the right time to start you know, looking for those banking jobs again and then, you know, you're ready. And, and how did you go about that? Was it through recruiters? Was it your own networking? I'd love to hear that, about that transition. Yeah, it was a little bit of both. Um, so I actually took that role because of the director who was there at the time. Um, unfortunately, he or she moved on from the company at about my, I want to say, 10-month mark. Um, and I, and I kind of got the sense that that was the time for me to go to. Um, just because I had grown a lot and I had 
kind of maxed out my learning opportunities there. And because it was such a niche industry, I knew that, you know, the growth wouldn't continue as fast as I wanted it to necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been getting a few interviews at banks through recruiters contacting me, through um, just applying to lateral opportunities as I saw them opening, from reaching out to people in the city that I'm in and, you know, hearing about their experience and asking if they know about any opportunities. The one I ended up getting an offer from, um, I actually had an alumni call me asking for advice on what I was doing at the the job out of undergraduate that I was in. Uh-huh. And he ended up contacting me and saying, hey, these guys are looking to fill a spot. I know you're interested in switching in. Give them a call. Um, so it was definitely the one I ended up getting was definitely through networking. Very cool. And so um, specifically, once you did get in touch with the, you know, once you knew that opening was there, you obviously reached out. And then can you tell me a little bit about that process? Where they get, was there any pushback, the fact that you didn't have traditional banking experience coming in as a lateral? Like, were they looking, I know a lot of banks traditionally are looking for like somebody who has a year under their belt of actual banking. Was that a big sticking point or were they willing to consider you kind of with, with just the, the corp dev experience? Um, I, I would say that it was, something I had to address. Um, but it's definitely something that you can't overcome because the work is pretty similar. And when you're doing kind of, I I would say that internal investment presentations are pretty similar to anything that you'd really be doing in banking, or it's just the same thought process and style behind everything. Mm -hmm. Um, I was willing to submit sample work for them and show them that I had what it, you know, I had the skills necessary to really do well at this job. Interesting. So you actually, you were submitting stuff you had done at your corp dev, um, your corp dev role to, to demonstrate that, Hey, look, I can do a pitch book. I can do the financial analysis needed. You had that kind of prepped and ready to go in a package. Yeah. And they actually, um, had me do an Excel test as well. Um, I think that that was a part of their recruiting in general, but mm-hmm. maybe it was specific to me. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, give this kid an Excel test. We don't trust that uh, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> That's interesting. No, so, so you had that pack. Did you have that package kind of prepared beforehand or who kind of gave you that advice? Was that something you knew you kind of needed to do to make yourself competitive or how did you know when to send that? Was it something you kind of included on your initial outreach or? Um, can you talk a little bit about that in terms of how you approached it? Yeah. Um, when I was networking with the banker, I think he's at a bulge bracket now, but I was kind of talking to him and I said, you know, what am I doing wrong? What am I missing? He said, you know, maybe you should offer sample work product to people, um, after your first interview. So every interview that I got after the initial phone call, I'd say, if you guys want to see any sample work products, I'm more than happy to submit over a packet of things I've done in the past, um, that, that really kind of showcases, uh, the skills I have. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. I really think that's that's big, especially coming from a disad—I'd call a disadvantaged situation like yours, where you don't have the traditional like lateral banking. You know, either you don't have the pedigree and you don't have the experience, the direct experience. So you're really going up a big hill, right? Um, and so if you can t- just demonstrate through your work, pro- you're obviously great at interviewing once you get in the room, right? So they may like you, but then all of a sudden they like a couple other kids too who have that stamp. So I think to get yourself back up to you know a competitive level, I think doing that was really smart. Um, yeah, and that uh, that definitely helped me later because I didn't realize it until or I didn't get that advice until a little bit later on. But I did interview for you know I had a few final rounds with other lateral opportunities that I found out ended up going to people with a year of IB and experience. 
experience already. Yeah, that's um, why I'm surprised. That's I, I, that's what surprised me about your your move is you were able to make it. And I think it makes sense that you're naturally a good interviewer that you even got in the door, right? Or the networking and all that stuff and you're, you're a people person. But the fact that you actually got the offer, it makes sense that you were doing something a little extra. So that's that's great to hear. Yeah. So anything else, like, so in terms of what you're doing now, does it, is it what you expected? Is it, <laughs> are you working hundred hour weeks? What's the, um, what's the lifestyle like? And then, yeah, if you could share anything in terms of range of pay, like how was, how was the range, like what was the range like at your first job? And you can be kind of as broad or as specific as you want. And then, um, how's it looking now? Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll start with just the range of salaries, mm-hmm. um, First place was base was around, I'd say approximately 60 bonus was around 10 to 15% of that. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely not investment banking money. Um, I would say now um, I'm at a pretty small boutique. Um, the range is pretty broad between a hundred and 150 mm-hmm. depending on performance, obviously, and, and how much they like me and how well I do. Um, I'd say that a boutique was probably the right choice for me personally. Um, hours aren't too bad, probably 60 to 80. Okay. Uh, and, and for me, it's a lot about growth opportunity. And, and when you're one of the only two analysts in the entire bank, you have that opportunity and that potential to really get in the room and, and be making uh, good analysis and, and to really be involved with management teams as to, you know, maybe just creating pitch books, um, and so you guys are doing a lot, you're doing, there's enough live deals there. Is there anything you looked toward like before you accepted the offer or were you just like, Hey, this is banking. I'm in, or was it like, Hey, let me do my diligence. Make sure these guys are, have actual live deals. What, what was the yeah, thought I did, process? I did, I did some diligence. I uh, probably could have been more diligent, <laughs> um, yeah. but I, I made sure that the deal flow was there over the last, you know, I looked for three years and made sure that they had good deal flow, which they did. Mm-hmm. And then I actually reached out to one of the analysts who had left, um, the bank previously and heard about his experience and he spoke very highly of it. Yeah, that's a great move. I think always talking to people who left and trying to figure out why um, and, you know, letting them know it's in full confidence to give them to try and get the the true honest reason is a really, really useful exercise before kind of signing on the dotted line. Um, cool. And yeah. anything yeah. else you want to share? Yeah. Anything else you want to share? I think it's, it's, very rare to hear someone from your background, like the non-target relatively low GPA, like you said, kind of come into banking through this kind of side, what I'd consider almost like a side door, but it was really smart of you to kind of get in a role, I think that had the transaction type work um, to be able to kind of get that on your CV. But yeah, do you want to talk anything else you want to share with the listeners? Um, You know, it's actually something I just found out about a week or two ago from who I would consider my MBA coach. He's just a personal friend of mine. Um, Mm -hmm. But he kept telling me about just how what I've done over the last, you know, three or four years is all about building positive momentum and keeping the ball rolling instead of, you know, taking huge steps back or, or doing something that you don't love or, you know, kind of losing sight of that end goal. And that's going to be a big part of me applying to business schools is showcasing that I've really just kind of, I laid out what I wanted and I've always built that momentum to get to where I wanted to go. And that's kind of something that I think a lot of people don't think about when they get out of school and they're about a year into their career. It's, you know, where can I go that's going to get me the most money or where can I go that, you know, it has a good brand name. Mm -hmm. It's just about kind of building that positive momentum and, and driving forward, I guess, is the term I would use. Yeah, and it's almost like you really want to focus not on the paycheck right out of school, but really about the experience so that makes sure you're building 
the right skill sets to land, land eventually land in the role that's that that you're targeting. Um, I yep. think it's tough. It's tough to know when you're that young too. Is this something I want to do long term? So like, you know, in a couple of years, you may also be like, eh, I'm not sure I want to be an IV, but at least you have some transferable skill sets. <laughs> um, and yeah. maybe you'll be a, a banker for life. Who knows? BFL. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it will, that maybe I'll have you back on in five years, and and we can we can chat about that. <laughs> see where you're at at that yeah. point. Cool, man. Well, uh, thanks so much, and thanks to you, my listeners at Wall Street Oasis. If you have any suggestions whatsoever, please don't hesitate to send them my way, patrick at wallstreetoasis.com. Until next time.